Welcome to the Book Collector Podcast. The Lamb House Library of Henry James by H. Montgomery Hyde. This was published in the Book Collector in the issue for winter 1967 and is now read by James Fleming. When Henry James died in 1916, his library consisted of some 2,000 volumes housed in his Sussex home, Lamb House, Rye. These ranged from Dean Millman's History of Latin Christianity, nine volumes, 1867, Matthew Arnold's God and the Bible, 1875, and The Foundations of Belief by A.J. Balfour, third edition, 1895, to E.W. Lane's translation of the Arabian Nights Entertainments, three volumes, 1839 to 41. The complete works in French of the Abbé de Brantôme, including his Vie de Dame Galante, 15 volumes, 1779, quote, nicely bound in full contemporary calf, gilt-tooled backs, and the memoirs of Jacques Casanova, 8 volumes, Paris, no date, quote, nicely bound in three-quarter brown calf. The first volume of the latter bore the inscription in James's hand, Henry James, New York, August the 21st, 1883. The majority of the books in the library had similar inscriptions, since the master was in the habit of autographing his books with the date and place where they were acquired, even in the case of fellow authors' presentation copies to him of their works. Almost all the books were acquired during his 40 years' residence in England, although there were a few of earlier date. The earliest would appear to be Moxon's illustrated edition, 1857, of the poems of Alfred Tennyson, the poet laureate, bound in half Morocco and given to Henry by his father during the latter's stay in St John's Wood in 1858. The library was not immediately dispersed on James's death, since the house and contents passed under his will to his nephew Henry James Jr., who lived in New York and preferred to let Lamb House furnished to a succession of tenants. The latest of these, E. F. Benson, died early in 1940, and before another tenant could be found, the house was severely damaged in an air raid on the 18th of August 1940, which completely destroyed the adjacent garden room, or garden house, where James used to work in the summer months, incidentally spoiling many of the books, between 250 and 300 that were usually kept there. Lamb House was consequently rendered uninhabitable for the remainder of the war, and it was sometimes afterwards before the damage could be repaired. Meanwhile, Henry James Jr. had died in 1848, and two years later his widow, who was a sister of the actress Ruth Draper, presented the house in her late husband's name to the National Trust. Unfortunately, the gift did not include the contents which together with most of the furniture had already been sold for the benefit of the James estate. Personally, I felt very badly that the books in the library were dispersed, wrote Miss Draper at the time, but I hope a few will be kept for the garden house, which I hear is ultimately to be rebuilt. 
Although the trust eventually decided not to rebuild the garden room, it did succeed in recovering about 140 volumes from the library, including authors' presentation copies of works by A.C. Benson, Edward Goss, W.D. Howells, Rudyard Kipling, Logan Pearsall-Smith, Hugh Walpole, Mrs. Humphrey Ward, H.G. Wells and Edith Wharton. These are now preserved in the Henry James Room at Lamb House. Apart from a few of the books which had previously been removed by Henry James Jr. for himself and other members of the family, the bulk of the library which survived the bombing was bought by a wry antiquarian bookseller, Mr. Gilbert H. Fabes, who in turn sold it over a period to a wide circle of individual customers on both sides of the Atlantic, including Dr. Leon Adel and the present writer. From the catalogue of the library prepared in 1931, on the instructions of Henry James, Jr., supplemented by three of Gilbert Fabes' catalogues, numbers 17 to 19, Rye, 1949-51, to 51, containing detailed descriptions of the books bought by Fabes. It is possible to get a good idea of the contents of the library as it was at the time of the original owner's death. Henry James was not a book collector, and the library, which seems to have been somewhat haphazardly assembled, appears largely utilitarian in content. English, French and Italian literature, biography, literary criticism, history, drama, crime, belles-lettres, philosophy, theology, topography and travel are the subjects principally represented. As one might expect, there are few books published before the middle of the last century, and apart from the author's presentation copies, few rarities. Among these was the three-volume edition of Congreve's works printed by John Baskerville, Birmingham, 1761. Also, G. Burroughs' Celebrated Trials, with plates, six volumes, 1825. Some books, including a set of translations of Turgenev, Paris, 1887, had previously belonged to James's friend Constance Wilson and were evidently left to him at her death. The collection was richest in modern first editions. Matthew Arnold, Barry, Browning, Carlyle, Austin Dobson, Edward Goss, Kipling, George du Maurier, Walter Patton, Swinburne, J.A. Simmons and Tennyson being well represented among the English writers, and Balzac, Paul Bourges, Alphonse Daudet, Flaubert, Anatole France, Maupassant and Zola among the French. The American writers included Emerson, James Fenimore Cooper, William Dean Howells, Washington Irving, Edith Wharton, Wilt Whitman, and C.F. Wilson. And note by James in the first edition of Fenimore Cooper, The Monikins, three volumes, 1835, records that this work was given me oddly and charmingly by Anne Thackeray Ritchie. Some of the author's inscriptions in their presentation copies are also worth noting. Logan Pearsall Smith's first book, the Youth of Parnassus and Other Stories, 1825, was inscribed to Mr. Henry James in the study and admiration of whose work this slight attempt has been made. H.G. Wells, with less modesty, presented his Mankind in the Making, 1903, from the ingenious author. Edith Wharton's Italian Backgrounds, 1905, was inscribed in memory of Berkshire foregrounds. Mrs. W. K. Clifford, Woodside Farm, 1902, was given to Henry James from his devoted Lucy Clifford. 
Similar devotion came from Hugh Walpole, whose first novel, The Wooden Horse, 1909, was inscribed with love from the author, while The Duchess of Rex, 1914, went, quote, to the master from his affectionate servant, the author, who sends this not with pride nor with expectation, but with devotion. Although he habitually autographed his books, Henry James rarely added annotations. A terse inscription in the front papers of George Gissing's New Grub Street, 1898, George Gissing, Lamb House with H.G. Wells, records the only occasion on which James and Gissing met in June 1901 when Wells brought Gissing to the house and they stayed the night. Sometimes, when James lent a book to a friend or neighbour, he would write on the flyleaf, as with Old Standards, South Country Sketches by John Halsham, 1913, Dear Mrs Ford, this Sussex book is exceedingly charming. H.J. Occasionally he would write something in a book given to him, as in The Soul of a People by H. Fielding, 1899, which he got from Margaret, Rani of Sarawak. All that is beautiful in life is founded on compassion and kindness and sympathy. Nothing of great value can exist without them. It cannot be said that Henry James had read all the books in his library. For instance, although they contain his autograph signature, the six monumental volumes of S. R. Gardiner's History of the Great Civil War, 1888-91, and History of the Commonwealth and Protectorate, 1894-1901, remained with their pages unopened. At least they passed into the present writer's possession in that state. After the First World War, the soldier poet Robert Nichols, who had somehow acquired Henry James's copy of the Fowler's four-volume translation of Lucian, gave the work to Arnold Bennett. Looking through the volumes in bed last night, wrote Bennett in his journal for 19th of April 1920, I found that the only part of which the leaves were cut was the dialogues of courtesans. Swinnerton and I agreed this morning that it was a pretty stiff problem whether these pages were cut by Henry James or by Robert. On this occasion, I think, it was the master who used the paper knife. That was the Lamb House Library of Henry James, written by H. Montgomery Hyde and read by James Fleming.